0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 175, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, June 11th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 175. It's the Comic Reviews episode for the releases from Wednesday, June 11th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Welcome to the show. Every week with our odd-numbered episodes, we like to take a look at the uh, books that came out the previous week. And then on our even-numbered episodes, we like to do um, top fives, uh, spotlights. Um, And this coming week is a big week. Uh, Episode 176 is a comic shenanigans first. It's going to be the first time we've uh, had a comic professional actually do a uh, kind of a conversation slash interview on the podcast. So look for that. That will be coming out in the next few days. Uh, we're going to be... As we, I had the opportunity to sit down with uh, Nick Patara, who's the celebrated artist on Image's uh, Manhattan Projects, uh, which he does with the Jonathan Hickman, who obviously writes the book. Um, so you can look for that in the next few days. It was a really good conversation. At least I think so. Um, talking about his influences, um, a lot about Manhattan Projects itself, how he got into comics, um, a lot of really cool stuff, and it definitely had made me made me walk away with a greater appreciation for him as an artist, which I already loved his art, but now I'm I'm more interested in the, the minute details and the little things that maybe I wouldn't have noticed before, so uh, definitely check out that episode. So this week, let's jump into the comics uh, from June 11th. Uh, first up, we have All New Invaders, issue number 6. Uh, so this starts the new story arc by James Robinson. Um, it also marks the beginning of the original Sin tie-ins. Uh, the artwork's by Mark Laming. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what originals and are like, and, because I feel like they're going to be quite different depending on who's going to be writing them and which books they're in. Uh, so in this one, um, the orb unleashed Watcher's Eye, and it looked like it was just the people in the, you know, kind of area of effect that got to learn these deep-seated uh, secrets, but apparently it's not just like that. So instead... This woman, who was well known as, a, I guess, a superhero in the states, she's known as Radiance, but in uh, she had a, a longer name, Supreme Radiant Friend, in Japan. Um, so she's kind of a superhero, who takes on gangs, yakuza, etc. Suddenly, she's burdened with uh, learning secrets from the from the Watcher's Eye. We then go to three days later. We have uh, Nick Fury and uh, Jim Hammond having a, a conversation, a debrief. Uh, actually, he's—they're leading Hammond to a, a full debrief that he does with another agent, and we we kind of flash back to how uh, Radiance and uh, Jim Hammond ended up having an interaction together, and this deep s- secret sin that the uh, invaders would have uh, perpetrated. Uh, I really like how um, how Robinson writes Hammond here. I like the. The the gobs of continuity that are thrown in as well, uh, especially concerning uh, Jim Hammond and his his history. Um, I'm actually really kind of digging the redesign um, on him. Uh, He's kind of has a shield uniform, not that different from uh, the current kind of Nick Fury uh, design, but now has like a flame in the center instead. I kind of like it. I kind of dig it. It's pretty cool. Um, really I I did enjoy this issue it was kind of a a different way of going about it because I mean obviously how are we going to have an invaders book after the last issue which was a very it was kind of this team coming together to deal with really um, I mean the whole thing's kind of been dealing with uh, things that had happened in the the good old days of the invaders that's what the first issue was about and now this storyline seems to kind of be following that pattern um, the artwork by Mark Laming is fantastic. I really dug it. Um, different look. Not a different look for the book, but it's just a very consistent, clean line work. Um, I thought this was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't know what to expect from the original Sintayan. Uh, it's still a little weird how the, the Watcher's Eye just kind of targets randomly people with regards to their sins, and I guess they're related to superheroes. Like, it seems a little strange, but at the same time, I'm willing to go with it because if it gives me good stories, I'm not that worried about how exactly we got there. Uh, next up is... So I'm going to give that an 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is All New X-Men 28. I actually really enjoyed this. It's uh, written by Bendis and, Stuart, and artwork by Stuart Immonen. But a lot of this is actually um, a meaningful flashback to uh, how Beast, young the future well, Xavier's grandson or whatever he's supposed to be, and Ray's how they kind of met up and started formulating the plan that would eventually lead them into the storyline that was covered in Battle of the Atom. And I'm actually really enjoying this because I feel like Battle of the Atom was so concerned about the surprises and the, like, whoa, cliffhanger, this is actually this, that they didn't really get the focus on who these characters really were. So that's what this, this arc so far seems to be more about, showing who these characters are, and then we also get to see what's happening in the present. So really, it's that uh, they're trying to change the past, they're trying to go back and do it again, because uh, Battle what happened in Battle of the Atom didn't work and uh, it looks like they were given instructions on what to do from themselves, um, which is kind of an interesting way of going about it, that they've been given plans from the past on how they're going to eventually fail but then succeed. Um, Really kind of weird, timey-wimey stuff that I'm enjoying. Uh, Great kind of cliffhanger here as well with X-23. I'm really digging this. It's a really solid book by Eminem Bendis. I'm going to give this an 8. Solid, solid read. Uh, Next up is Avengers Undercover, number 5. It was a little slow and go, but at the same time, it's very much uh, a character-rich storyline, which I liked. It's by Dennis Hopeless and Kev Walker. Um, still not sure how I feel about Baron Zemo. Also, it seems like there's a lot of kind of islands, or like AIM has an island now. Magiport is an island uh, that's actually flying. Um, like there's all this kind of stuff that's going on now, and it kind of makes me wonder if there's too much of this kind of these big headquarter bases and like there's Tower Zemo and there's this huge Masters of Evil like it just kind of seems a little strange in some ways I like the ideas it just seems that we're having all of them at the same time kind of feels strange that you know with an Avengers world that they wouldn't have kind of put a stop to this Um, but I like this issue is is again examining you know maybe these characters should become the Masters of Evil maybe they do it undercover maybe they don't have to choose between jail and joining the Masters of Evil, maybe there's a third option to be undercover heroes. Uh, Cammy kind of decides she's going home. Things don't look like they go so well for her, but I'm hoping she's still fine. Like, I'm hoping she's still alive. It's kind of unclear, but I'm sure they wouldn't kill off such a fan favorite, but you never know in a book like this. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was a character-rich story. Um, it, di- it didn't move maybe the plot as fast, but uh, it was more about the characters that we've come to know and appreciate and love, so I, I do give them credit for that. I'm going to give it a 7. Uh, next up is what Batgirl, number t- 32, by Gail Simone, with friend- an by Fernando um, Not I-, I generally really enjoy Pesarin, although there were some shots in here where the body language of Batgirl didn't quite make sense. Like, some of the poses she strikes, I don't know if I really bought them. Um, infusing a character into Barbara Gordon's backstory that, you know, this, this, this super competitive kind of violent person that's working for this agency, which I kind of want them to just call it Spiral because that's where uh, Dick Grayson's going, but I don't know if they ever specifically codenamed the organization. Um, we're, we're, again, continuing the Nightfall storyline and, and what she's kind of doing in Gotham. Uh, we're also getting hints that we're understanding where this is taking place in relation to Eternal. Um, The last issue was, sorry, the last page is fantastic as we have Batgirl deciding to team up uh, with uh, Black Canary and then Huntress shows up, which is kind of cool. I mean, if you like the uh, Birds of Prey, it definitely kind of makes you, your heart go flutter to have uh, Huntress back. However, of course, this isn't the Huntress we're used to in the pre-New 52. Instead, it's the modern version of Huntress, at least, as far as I know, that she hasn't left this earth yet, uh, who is actually um, Batman's daughter from another reality. Um, So I I liked it. Again, not the strongest issue. The artwork I had some issues with. Um, The storyline didn't progress as much as I would have expected. It was a little slow-paced, but I still enjoyed it. Gave it a 7. I mean, really, so far, nothing's been bad. Um, Next up is Batman Eternal, number 10. This is, let's see, written by... And where is the title page? There we go. Scott Snyder and James the IV worked on the story. John Layman did the script with uh, Tim Seeley and Ray Fox as consulting writers. Artwork by Ricardo Ber- Berchielli. Um, I'm not a big fan of the artwork by Berchielli. Um, I mean, it kind of reminded me of Guillaume March and not in a great way at times. Um, we have back uh, Catwoman. We see the past and why and how she scarred uh, Falcone which is not as good as it was in the original Long Halloween uh, Falcone now has uh, Catwoman at his mercy and then uh, Professor Pig shows up and takes everyone into his mercy um, there's not a lot done here on Pennyworth's connection to, uh, to Julia Pennyworth and that's kind of strange I do like that we have Batman kind of recruiting Red Robin to kind of do a mission for him I like that um, more with the Clue Master. We don't really know why this is going to matter, why it's important. But I like Stephanie Brown and how she's kind of acting out against him, and she's you know, taking refuge in a, in a library. It's just somewhere to high, to lay low. Um, I like the continued development of uh, of um, Lieutenant Bard as well as his uh, kind of flirtation flirtatious relationship with Vicky Vale. Um, I'm not really sure who's in the shadows here at the end. That. I wasn't as big a fan of the idea of the showing that, oh, maybe it's not Falcone isn't the big bad Maybe there's someone behind him. I don't know how I feel about that um, kind of development to the story. So I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. it was It's still solid in, in parts, but I think I have more issues with this one. But again, I like that it's a weekly that has a lot of balls in the air. Some, is, some issues you're going to have at them catching every ball, and some they're going to drop some. And that's what this one felt like. Um, next up is Birds of Prey 32, which I've kind of been on and off with this. It's written by Christy Marks with artwork by Robson Roca. Um, I did kind of like the artwork by Roca. Um, I thought it was actually pretty strong. I like the... um, kind of political take here. I like how we're dealing with uh, Kurt Lance trying to recuperate. Although, the artwork on Dina is terrible. It doesn't even look like Dina Lance. And even the... um, Oh my god, now I forget his name. The character Condor. He doesn't even really look the same. Like... I don't know. The artwork I wasn't that impressed with in this issue at times. Again, there's some parts where I'm like really impressed and I really like the, how the characters are illustrated, but then at times Black Canary and Condor just don't quite look right. Um, but generally speaking, this is felt like a pretty strong issue, and then it looks like we're going to get a team up with a Suicide Squad. Um, so the artwork's a little inconsistent. The storyline for the most part was strong. I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10 total. Um, next up is Captain Marvel number 4. Uh, we're finally kind of building up to where we started this issue sort of the series so it's written by Kelly Sue DeConnick with artwork by David Lopez so I do feel like this is a little slow there's a lot of pages of Captain Marvel trying to convince the, the world she's on to kind of to come to a con- decision to you know, put, come up with a, a plan to kind of save themselves and get off this planet then um, basically forming a ragtag team and that kind of leads us to where the uh, series began. Again, I think it was a little slow, and that's why I'm going to give this only a six because I felt like the the actual development of the plot was so it was like a uh, watching an iceberg um, just slowly move. Because like the um, the parts where they're in front of the, the council takes a long time, and then the the Jason of Spartax. Um, with the leader of this world their tête-à-tête took way too long either and I think uh, comprised at least half the issue of Not More and it just felt like it was so like just plodding and it was just I didn't feel like there was a lot of development there and it, just, it took so long to get to the point um, next up is Detective Comics 32 this is fantastic uh, Francis Manapul and Brian Bucciolato are the creative team obviously uh, they wrote it together with um Manipole doing the uh, the pencils and the color pencils and inks I guess and the colors by Bucciolato um there was some absolutely gorgeous uh panel work here um there's like a two page spread uh where it just says uh I- you know Icarus part three and uh, half the page or half the panel is just a dock and this woman standing sitting on the edge and then Batman's there with this cape flowing in the wind like it's it's just gorgeous stuff um I can't wait to uh, you know be able to like I don't usually pass out singles to uh, my friends when I'm when I'm giving them stuff uh, especially when I don't know when I'm gonna get it back so I usually give them trades so once this comes out in trade I'm definitely gonna pick it up it's a gorgeous looking book I'm loving the uh, the detective aspect I love Harvey Bullock here especially with him and his cats I thought it was just really kind of a nice a nice uh, side to see if Harvey Bullock and this version of Harvey Bullock maybe isn't as potentially seedy as. He sometimes is in classic interpretations, although one of my inter- favorite interpretations is the one around Officer Down about more than a decade ago. But So I really like how Batman's being illustrated as a, as a detective um, and uh, how he's trying to kind of figure out what's going on uh, and how the, the death of, I forget her name, Agia, how that happened. Um, the artwork is gorgeous. The storyline is really... Sp- well written again it's a detective story which is suitable in a book called detective comics i think they really get how they want to show that batman is a true detective so uh, i love this i'm actually going to give this a nine i think the artwork just melds together so brilliantly with this, the way they want to tell the story because you have manipul uh, you know within the primary storyteller he's not just doing the art but he's also doing part of the story and the plotting so i, th- I thought this was fantastic uh next up is uh hulk number four I, I really, really dig this. I'm sad that Mark Wade's leaving. I don't know if the, for sure if this is his last issue or not, but at least Mark Bagley is going to be con- continuing. Um, this is the fourth chapter, I guess, of Who Shot the Hulk. It's written by Mark Wade with work by Mark Bagley, uh, the two Marks. Um, so here we have a flashback, first of all, to when Banner first agrees to work with S.H.I.E.L.D. and has to do those regular uh, checkups with uh, Matt Murdock, his lawyer. Um we then go to uh the current times where hulk is fighting abomination obviously they don't want hulk to be in the hulk form too long because he's going to be uh healing from his brain damage uh incorrectly um some great shots with the hulk abomination fighting with hulk having captain america's shield uh sunspot and um and uh captain marvel then try to take off siphon off the uh the radiation that's powering up uh abomination um so that they can end up stopping the abomination uh, and then also then convince or con- convert hulk back into bruce banner uh, bruce banner still has a lot of brain damage we have maria hill going to daredevil and confessing as to what happened and uh that she's actually been falsifying the checking calls recently because of the brain damage um then it's iron man and his brother arno then worked on a, a solution that they're going to inject extremists into the Hulk's brain, or sorry, Bruce Banner's brain, and it seems to fix his brain. But what does this mean, and how is extremists going to affect him? I love the implications of this, um, and I just I wonder where it's going to go. I'm sad that Mark Wade's leaving, so we're not really going to get to see where he goes with it, uh, or where he would have gone with it. I can't even remember. I mean, I think this book is hi- taking a hiatus soon, anyway. Uh, during the original Sin crossover with, um, I guess it's a, a Hulk Iron Man kind of miniseries during original Sin. So I don't know exactly when that starts, but uh, I really enjoyed this issue. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half, and actually yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine. Hell, I mean I thought it was really well written. I love the extremist idea. Um, I love the, the mystery behind like who's who's behind what's happened to the to Bruce Banner recently. Um, phenomenal stuff. I'm gonna give it a nine. Uh, next up is Mighty Avengers number 11. Now, to be honest, I think this is my first issue of Mighty Avengers, but it was an original Sin tie-in. I thought I would give it a shot. I liked the cover. seemed a little bit crazy with the old-school Blade design um, with uh, you know some sort of detective. I did not realize that it was actually going to be uh, Luke Cage's dad. Uh, so this is written by Al Ewing with uh, artwork by Greg Land. Um, Luke Cage has... Learned something because of what the orb did with uh, the watcher's eye and he has a flash of his father being this part of this mighty avenger squad in 1972 um so his dad starts telling him the story how he was the detective uh working the beat he was you know didn't really have a a partner of his own at the time uh he was kind of working with this um this uh journalist who was kind of working on the freak beat um it kind of brought him in touch with the, the the blue marvel uh, also with Blade, amongst amongst a few others. Um, this is just the beginning, so obviously there's more that we're going to learn about the Death Walkers and uh, the previous um, interaction that Luke Cage's dad had with this, these Avengers and you know, with Blade, etc. I'm really kind of excited to see where they're going to go with this. And although having a Mighty Avengers in the '70s and the, there's already been a, a, a '50s Avengers and it just gets... There's a lot of Avengers squads. Like, can't they just be a squad that wasn't called the Avengers? Like, really? And no one's mentioned it till now? I don't know. That kind of stuff bugs me a little. I'm surprised they haven't retroactively said they weren't the Invaders. They were the 40s Avengers. Um, but I did enjoy the issue. I did enjoy the artwork. I'm getting given Nate. There's really, so far, nothing that bad this week. Um, next up is New Avengers, number 19. Remains a phenomenal book. Although, again... This issue did feel a little bit slow. The last few issues have been slow-paced. Uh, it's been Hickman and uh, Valerio Shidi. Um So this, we finally get the incursion happening where the 616 heroes go to fight against the Great Society. Uh, we have a flashback to Banner and uh, the, the Beast kind of prepping for this, uh, this battle. Uh, we have the two teams kind of interacting and trying to talk to each other before they actually have a fight. Uh, Maximus shows up to talk to the Black Swan. Uh, and it looks like he may have done something that might lead to Thanos and his two uh, compatriots that are currently in Amber escaping. Um, we see, again, a little bit more of uh, Mr. Fantastic going to talk to the Black Swan and then have a conversation with, uh, with Tony Stark and dealing with the fact that Cap America has now remembered. Um, and then we lead to this you know, this final battle that's going to happen as these, uh, these teams are going to finally throw down um, to prevent the... or, you know, see what happens with this fo- this incursion. Um, re- I mean, the great setup, but it's just a little bit slow-paced to get there. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 as a result. I did enjoy the story and the artwork, but I think just the slow pace and kind of touching on stuff that we've already kind of seen, there's been so much build-up to this fight that I just kind of felt like, you know, let's get on with it. I like build-up just as much as anyone, but we've had issues upon issues... Of giving these characters backstory, now them having this long conversation before they decide to throw down, I just think it's taking a long time to get to the point. Um, next up is Nightcrawler number three. Actually, sorry, uh, not Nightcrawler. Uh, yeah, Nightcrawler tw- number three. I just realized there's another issue I did not read this week. Um, so, Nightcrawler number three, I love this book. I don't know what it is, but um, it's a Claremont book, but I'm really enjoying it. It's got a, you know,. Um, a peppy script. Uh, the artwork by Todd Nock is fantastic. Uh, it's really fun. You have this um, tri-mega character show up, and now there's three of them. They go up against the they kind of the circus carnival freaks. Um, then Margale decides to come to the rescue of Amanda Sefton and uh, Nightcrawler, and these freak, freak uh, these um, circus freaks. They decide to go to the Jean Grey Mansion or Jean Grey School to uh, try to figure something out. You have this fantastic scene of Wolverine and Nightcrawler having a beer in the danger room which is just extremely well written and illustrated It was a heart to heart between these two characters that felt very believable um it's, then Margali seems to, to turn against Storm and uh, and Beast uh, in quite a weird way um, and then these tri characters appear to have multiplied like crazy and it looks like the uh, it's going to be up to the Jean Grey school to kind of take them on um, I really dug this. I found it a lot of fun. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it this much, but it is a very well-done book and tremendously enjoyable. Uh, I have not read a Claremont book that has been this much fun in, God, a long time. It it just feels like he's just having a good time. It's not a book that's overly worried about the the overarching continuity. It's just telling a fun story with his character, and I'm really digging it. Uh, next up is Original Sins, number one. Now, I, I don't even know if I... Finish this per se. Um, you know, I'm actually not going to actually give this an official rating just because I didn't read all of this. I'm looking at it now. I read the the Deathlock story. Definitely interesting. Do um, so you have a new version of Deathlock that doesn't ha- feel like you have that much. Uh, that has a lot more in common than you might expect with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. version on TV. Um, it's really just an extended preview for the October launching Deathlock book. Um, it looks like there's going to be a, a throughout the original Sins uh, miniseries there's going to be a a storyline with the Young Avengers but I don't really know what's going on with these characters now because I didn't really read that recent run so I didn't really find that all that interesting and then the Lockjaw story was just kind of fun but a diversion if anything else Um, so I'm not going to give this an official review because I can't say I've read all of it because I haven't read the uh, Young Avengers aspect so I'm just going to stick out stay away from, from that I will say that I acknowledge the creative team at least um, so for the Deathlock story, it's written by Nathan Edmondson with artwork by Mike Perkins, which I thought was re- just a, a really good, good looking book, uh, sorry, good looking story. And it was pretty well written. I enjoyed it. Um, then you have Ryan North writing and Ramon Villa, Villa Lobos doing the artwork on, uh, Young Avengers. Um, that kind of backup, uh, that's going to be running through all the chapters of Original Sins. And then you have the Lockjaw story, which is a fun little diversion by Stuart Moore and Rick Geary. Uh, So again, I'm not going to give that an official review because I didn't actually finish reading it, and it wouldn't be fair otherwise, uh, because I didn't finish it. Um, Next up is Superman Wonder Woman, number nine. I really, really dug this. Um, I haven't read every chapter of Doomed, but for the most part, I think it's actually been much better than I ever would have expected. Uh, This is Enemy of the State, Chapter 2, and it's called Escape by Charles Sewell and uh, Tony Daniel Daniel and Art. So um, we have inside Clark's mind, he's fighting off the Doomsday Virus. Uh, This healer from the Amazons ostensibly comes to try and heal Superman, but instead starts fighting him and trying to kill him um, because of the infection. Uh, Superman just is taken over by the Doomsday Virus for a little bit and takes on... um, this character before being taken up into space by wonder woman uh away from the the kryptonite sky because of the uh, detonation he's able to kind of take become clark again and fight the um the virus and then he comes across the red lanterns to try fighting him he whenever he kind of gets engaged um by violence he kind of ends up losing a part of the superman part of him becoming more doomsday um so superman decides to fly out into space and away from earth because uh He's gonna try and you know be able to uh, take this on and and confront this doomsday virus inside him and uh, con- and be able to you know can we- win out over it. Um, I dug it. It's got good, good artwork, interesting story. I like the use of Wonder Woman, the uh, Wonder- the Amazonian healer, in quotations because she's also a, still a, a warrior. And also uh, seeing the Red Lanterns is really cool too, uh, and a nice appearance from them too. I uh, thought it was very organic to the story. Uh, next up is Uncanny X-Men Special, uh, number one, which I actually did, was not planning on reading it, but um, I'm actually glad I did. I thought it was actually really uh, well done. Um, it's written by... Let's see, who is it written by? Sean Ryan with artwork by Ron Atkins with Norman Lee, Roberto Pogge, and Terry Palo on pe- on inks with Ruth Redmond on colors. This, I've never heard of any of these creators, um, but I actually really did enjoy this story. So... Uh, you have this character that we don't really know a lot about trying to uh, find a Summers. In fact, he's, he seems to be after Scott Summers, so uh, what was his name? Deathmask shows up to, uh, sorry, Death's head shows up to take on uh, Cyclops and his Uncanny X-Men. He's really after um, Cyclops to take him back to uh, his uh, employer. Turns out he's actually looking for Havoc, not um, Not Cyclops, and the Uncanny X-Men have to to decide how they're going to go and rescue Cyclops by going uh, into space. They're going to infiltrate Sword on their way to do that, and it would appear they're teaming up with Iron Man, which is a bad idea. Um, So I really, I kind of enjoyed this a lot more than maybe I expected to. Um, I don't even know which specials it's supposed to team up with. I'm guessing it's going to team up with Nova and Iron Man, but I'm not really sure. But I liked it. It was. I, again, was not expecting to enjoy it, and I wasn't even sure about buying it, but uh, I'm going to give it a 7. It was it was much more enjoyable than I would have expected. Uh, it is a lot of setup to where they're going to go with the next two issues. I'm guessing it's two more issues, because it's part one of three, but uh, I did I did enjoy it. And last up this week is Wolverine number 8, uh, with, what, Three Months of with by Paul Cornell and um, Chris Anka on artwork. Uh, I liked Anka's take on the artwork. I liked the whole Iron Fist, Shang-Chi versus uh, Wolverine stuff. I love seeing these two kind of masters of uh, martial arts uh, kind of schooling Wolverine to try and get him to kind of meditate and understand his limitations um, and who he really is. Having the offer, trying to save his people and go to meet with Sabretooth was cool as well. Um, kind of a, it, it was a different pace, and we're, we're kind of going away from that whole... Uh, Wolverine working undercover for the Offer storyline—that's kind of been abandoned, but probably not for the not for the worst. It's for the best. Um, I'm going to give this a six and a half. No, I'll give it a seven. I've been too hard on it. There was nothing terrible this week. I got to give them good credit. I thought there'd be more terrible books, but apparently this was just a, a much more uh, cohesive cohesive uh, week and a lot of good comics. So, the comics I didn't get a chance to read this week include the following. All-New Ultimates, number 3. Amazing X Spider-Man, 1.2. Astro City, 313, 3- Coffin Hill, number 8. Constantine, 15. Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, number 2. Deadpool, 30. FBP, Federal Bureau of Physics, number 11. Figment, number 1. Green Lantern Corps, 32. Infinity Man and the Forever People, number 1. I started reading it. I was like, no thanks. Justice League United, number 2. Uh, Legends of the Dark Knight 100 page super spectacular Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number 9 Original Sins number 1 Royals Masters of War number 5 Savage Wolverine number 20 Scooby Doo Where Are You number 46 Um, Secret Avengers number 4 She-Hulk number 5 So bummed I missed out on that I don't know how I missed it Uh, Smallville season 11 Lantern number 3 Superboy 32 United States of Murder Inc number 2 And World's Finest 24 Uh, Looking ahead to this coming week um, there's a, a lot of good releases. Unfortunately, not the release I'm most excited for. Uh, the most the release I'm most looking forward to is the next, ish, next issue of Manhattan Projects, which unfortunately is still a little while away. Uh, so let's take a look. What's coming out on Wednesday, June 18th, uh, which highlights include the following: We have uh, Batman and Razal Ghul, 32 Batman Eternal, number 11. Uh, for those who enjoyed the Before Watchmen trade, um, miniseries, there's the Before Watchmen Comedian and Rorschach trade paperback, as well as the Before Watchmen Night Owl Dr. Manhattan trade paperback. Um, we have a new issue of Fables coming out. You have the Green Lantern Lights Out hardcover. Uh, you got the first trade of the Larflees uh, book. You have another chapter of the New 52 Futures End, which I actually, I don't know if I mentioned, issue 6 came out this week and I didn't have a chance to read it. Um, new issue of Supergirl uh, the, the Hell on Earth tra- uh, story is finally put in trade paperback um, over at Image Comics there's Manhattan Projects 21, super pumped um, then from Marvel there's the first trade of all new X-Factor coming out, uh, the first trade of Amazing X-Men, which is the quest for Nightcrawler definitely picking that up, I want to have that on my bookshelf uh, the next chapter, the Avengers uh, Original Sin crossover um, with issue 31 the next Avengers Epic Collection which is Judgment Day by Roger Stern uh, you have a new chapter of Avengers World coming out as well as the first Avengers World trade paperback uh, new issues of Daredevil, Electra you have a Galactus Devourer trade paperback never thought I'd see that um, new chap- new issues of Iron Man and Iron Patriot as well as Nova Original Sin number 4 which was the, is kind of the big release for the week uh, Punisher number 7 coming out as well as the new issue of Silver Surfer Uh, which is issue number three You have the superior spider-man trade paperback volume six goblin nation i'm wondering what they're going to do with the two issues of uh superior spider-man that won't be included in in this trade paperback 32 and 33 because they haven't come out yet i'm wondering if they're ever going to be in trade of some kind i'm very curious about that uh new issues of thunderbolts ultimate ff uncanny x-men wolverine the x-men and x-men so uh that is uh, a lot of good comics a lot of x-comic coming out next week so, uh, yeah, it should be a good one. So, again, thank you for joining me for episode 175. This is our Comic Reviews episode for Wednesday, June 11th. Um, next episode, as I've already said, is our Conversation with Nick Patar episode, episode 176. Uh, next week, 178. Not sure what it's going to be, but hopefully something great. In the next few weeks, um, I think at some point I'm going to have a spotlight on... Uh, Transformers Age of Extinction the new film I'm not quite sure who's going to be on that episode I've had a few people volunteer I've had AJ Reese say that he would be willing to go see it if I meant uh, talking about it on the podcast I've also had um, Chris Lucas who's recently been on the show uh, volunteer as well as hopefully getting uh, Paul Scores because he's of all the people I know the biggest Transformers fan uh, so that should be a good one. Anyways, please email and email any questions or ideas for future content to comic shenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes, please. Um, and also please post in our HD Realms threads as well I was talking with Leon Orlana uh, today who's one of the frequent guests of the show and he was saying why doesn't anyone ever post in HD Realms anymore I'm like I don't know and he's like yeah no one ever does on, on the, AV, the AV club anymore the people used to respond and it uh, hasn't been for a long time so he was very curious as to why that is and that no one is, seems to be responding anywhere on there so it's definitely quite interesting so thank you for joining me for this episode and we will catch you next time bye bye